Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. The voice continues to get better. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you all very much for tuning in today. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, leave a comment, subscribe, like the video. As always, that stuff really helps. And if you're listening in podcast form, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Coming up on the program today, a blockbuster trade in the NBA last night. Plus, we get into CFL power rankings and, of course, uh, some NFL talk as well with NFL buy and sell. So we have a lot going on. Bailey's excited for it. Uh, the cat is here making an appearance um, once again. As soon as I start talking, she has to come over and see what's going on. If you want to see what I'm talking about, um, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. We are also on Facebook. So that's what's coming up on the show today. We'll see how long the cat sticks around. Hopefully you stick around and I thank you so much for doing so today. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learn history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Hey, look at that. No more cat. Um, okay, let's start with a blockbuster trade in the NBA as the Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns, and Portland Trailblazers all come together to end the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. You did not hear Toronto in that, you did not hear Miami in that, you did not hear Chicago in that. These are the three teams who are involved, despite a uh, Shams tweet that said that the Raptors were going to, to get him at some point. That's, oh boy, that would have been quite the thing. And we'll get to the Raptors here in a second. But, um... For Milwaukee, and for, for all the teams involved, quite frankly, th this is a home run deal, in my opinion. Th this is, I, I think, all three of these teams really address needs that they absolutely have. We'll start with Milwaukee, and it was clear. Like, obviously, some changes have been made, but with how last season ended, this was not a team that could come back with just status quo. When you have something that is so... Um, I don't even... I don't, don't want to say franchise-altering, but when you have something that, that kind of... Um, defines a season like losing to the eighth seed um, in, in the first round. Like just something has to change. And th this is a change. This is, I think, a big philosophical change potentially in how things go in Milwaukee. Out goes Drew Holiday and a couple of picks um, and in comes Damian Lillard. And for Milwaukee now, I am so excited to see what this team looks like. Offensively, you can roll with a starting five of Lillard, uh, Connaughton, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez with Bobby Portis coming off of the bench. That is a really, really good unit um, and, and a good six, at least to start with, that can kind of rotate things through. Defensively, you obviously lose a lot with Holiday coming in, Lillard going out. So, dang. But for the the Bucks, offensively, if, if this thing works, this could look really good and be really unstoppable. Um, I, I think they're a team that just based off of um, Giannis already and, and how this team has kind of had a, I don't even want to say defense first mentality, but based off of the mentality of this team, I do think that they are kind of uniquely set up to avoid the, well, there's only one basketball sort of a, a pitfalls that some of these star teams end up having. This is, I think, a, a tremendous fit here for Milwaukee. And look, like Giannis kind of put him on blast, right? When he said um, that, yes, I, I like it in Milwaukee. I also like winning championships and I like that more. So 
let's keep doing that or else I'm going to find somewhere else where I can. Um, for, for the Bucks, the last time he said something like that, they went out and got Drew Holiday. This time, they go out and, and get Damian Lillard. So this is an organization telling their star player, look, we got you. And we, we want to do this thing here in Milwaukee. Um, and like I said, from a basketball standpoint, I think it's a great fit. I think this offense, um, that they clearly got stuck in the mud when Middleton went down with an injury. Now you still have Middleton and his offensive abilities, but you also have, you know, one of the better offensive players in the league in, in Damian Lillard. So I think this is a really exciting move for the, the Milwaukee Bucks. And if you're giving them grades, I don't know how this isn't an A or A+. Plus. Like, this is a great, great move for Milwaukee. For Phoenix, this one accomplishes a couple of needs for the, the Phoenix Suns. For whatever reason, DeAndre Ayton wasn't going to work in Phoenix. Some thought it might have been a Chris Paul thing. That problem's not there, and he still wanted out. Uh, some thought it might have been a coaching thing. Well, who cares? But either way, DeAndre Ayton kind of needed to get away from Phoenix and Phoenix needed to get away from DeAndre Ayton. So out he goes. In comes Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Um, I think that this is a real strong depth play behind their big three now of Booker, Durant, and, um, and Bradley Beal. Um, uh, Nurkic has had some issues. For sure, he's had some issues in the past. But um, I, I think like depth-wise... The, these are some much better depth pieces than the, the Phoenix Suns had. And they were obviously kind of capped out. Well, not, not kind of. They, they were 100% capped out with no real room to maneuver here. So to be able to send Aiton out the door and basically bring in like a full bench unit, I think this is a really strong move for Phoenix to address something that was a clear issue in the, the postseason, and um, I, I think this sets up Phoenix really well to take a bit of a run now at the, the Denver Nuggets. I, I think you look at the, the two teams who are looking to get better out of this trade, um, you look at Milwaukee, I think they're the clear favorites in the East, and Phoenix, like, I don't think this does a ton to move that, like, they, they go from being the second best team in the West to being the second best team in the West, but it puts them in a much better situation to hang, I think, with the Denver Nuggets. On the Portland side, they get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, um, uh, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 first, and a couple of bucks pick swaps. This is, I think, a huge return for Dame Lillard. When you look at what some of the, the other packages were going to be, whether it was Tyler Hero and any pick Miami could get their hands on, or OG Ananobi and a couple of picks from the Raptors because Siakam and Scotty Barnes were never really in those rumors. From a Portland standpoint, not, like none of those deals really made sense. This makes complete sense. You have Aiton now with uh, Scoot, Simmons, and Sharp. That is a, that's a pretty good core to build around. Scoot's going to be the guy. Um, Simmons and Sharp, I, I think, provide quite a bit. And now DeAndre Aiton, if he can get his shit together, um, if he is on the road to the NBA Finals, uh, DeAndre Aiton, then this is, I, I think, a great now core that Portland has to, to build around. Um, and, like, Drew Holiday probably isn't going to play a second for, for Portland. I don't think, anyway. Um, he is now someone that they can flip and get even more assets out of this deal. So, I, I think for Portland, th this is, like, grade A, 100% um, how, how to do it when moving out a, a star player. I, I think that this is, it, it brings in a good young piece that meshes with your core where, well, you get a veteran player who, like, look, if, if Drew Holiday plays with this team, 
Like, that, that could be a playoff team. But um, that, that might be a bit of a stretch. But um, Drew Holiday is someone who you can move out and get a few more future pieces for. And look, like, 2029's a ways away, but I don't think the Bucks are going to be good in six years. Um, like, Giannis, he is a freak that, that's in the name. But I, I do wonder if he is going to, to fall off at some point. And so I think for me that this is a really interesting now setup here for the, the Portland Trailblazers where you, you are now set here in the like that next couple of years with a core that you can be excited about. Plus that 2029 pick is a going to be a great asset if you want to like really start to, to push forward and actually do something. Or if you just want to get an awesome pick in 2029, that's probably going to be that. Like that is a really valuable piece in this trade. And so I, I think all the parties involved did really well. Let's look at a couple of the parties that weren't involved. Uh, the Toronto Raptors. I continue to have no idea what direction, excuse me, the Toronto Raptors are looking to go. To me, what they have done um, th this offseason and what they have done in the last couple of years has made no real sense to me whatsoever. In letting Fred Van Vliet uh, walk, in kind of keeping th this core-ish around that um, that they get to the playoff or the play-in last year and completely fall apart and do nothing to, to really address this team. Like, yeah, like Grady Dick could be fun coming off of the bench and Dennis Schroeder is someone who a lot of people are high on coming off of the, the World Cup. But like this team just like, I, I think they do take a bit of a step back with losing Fred Van Vliet and bringing in Dennis Schroeder. And, but it's not enough of a step back to be a rebuilding team. Um, and apparently the, the Raptors weren't interested in throwing OG Ananobi into this trade, which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. If, if you're going to go for it, go for it. If you're not going to go for it, then what, like, OG is definitely going to decline his player option for next year. He's going to be very expensive, probably more expensive than his skill set would seem to suggest. Um, if you're looking to build around Scotty Barnes, then fine. But right now, that this team just feels directionless and they feel stuck in the middle, which is a dreadful place to be right now in the NBA. The other team that this affects is the Miami Heat, as they were 100% the team that Damian Lillard wanted to go to. And another part of the Toronto thing is apparently Lillard just didn't want to come to Toronto. Um, we've seen that before. You can see over my shoulder, there's a, a picture of Kawhi Leonard. That went well. I'm not saying that Lillard would have brought the same thing, but at least Toronto would have had a, a direction there. For Miami, the direction is always winning. Um... This has been a tough offseason for them. They've had a number of players walk out the door and, you know, heat culture and all of that. But this was kind of the move they needed to offset a lot of that. Now it's just been a bad offseason with a bit of an exodus out, out of Miami. So, look, like they, they weren't high on high-end talent anyway. It was Jimmy Butler and everyone else. But now everyone else has kind of gone as well. Well, we will see what Miami is able to do. To, to move things out, but um, the basketball season is getting close. I'm happy we did this before all of the uh, NBA preview prep I started to do, but th this is a huge move that I think the three teams involved are going to benefit from now and in the future, and the teams that missed out really feel like they missed out. Right, CFL Power Rankings, as we are winding things down in the Canadian Football League. We've got a new team at the bottom, and people in the city that I live in aren't going to like it, but I don't know if there's going to be a lot of disagreement. 
My number 19 is the Calgary Stampeders. Um, they continue to lose games that they absolutely need to have. That was an abysmal, dreadful performance from the Stampeders this week. Um, you have Ottawa come up with a, a big win over Saskatchewan. Edmonton beat the, the Stamps last week. I don't see how you don't put Calgary as the bottom team in the Canadian Football League right now. And we talked about it on the episode a, a couple of days ago. The thing that's really concerning for the Stamps no one here is talking about it. There isn't griping, there isn't complaining, that there isn't how could this team fall to... There's nothing. It is silent around the Stampeders right now, and I think that should really concern the team. At eight, it is Edmonton. Um, it's been fun, but they are starting to, to fall off here a little bit. At seven, it is um, Ottawa. At six, Saskatchewan. I haven't dropped Saskatchewan as far as I probably should just yet like they're ahead of two teams who have beat them in the last couple of weeks in Edmonton and in Ottawa but they have still progressed through this season and this is a down patch for sure it's a down patch for them now that they need to get out of but that they I think build up a bit more goodwill at the the middle part of the season uh, leading into this. At five, it is the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who continue to show glimpses of what I, I still think is a really good roster. At four, it's Montreal. Um, I, I don't think they put on a particularly impressive performance against Calgary. I think that loss was more what the St. Peters didn't do than what the Owls did, but Montreal has just been solid all year round. Um, at three, it is Winnipeg. At two, BC, and the number one team in all the land, at least the this one, uh, the Toronto Argonauts. So those are your CFL Power Rankings for the week. Moving into the NFL, um, we're looking at NFL buy and sell this week. What what teams starts am I buying? What team starts am I selling? Not necessarily like I'm like this isn't I, I'm not buying this team or I'm selling this team. But if a team's off to a bad start, am I buying that bad start? If they're off to a good start, am I selling that good start? So let's start with the negatives. Um, with the sell, Pittsburgh at 2-1. and one. Um, And we'll throw Cleveland in here as well. Both these teams, I think, have, have strong offenses. Uh, sorry, strong defenses. But I have major concerns about the offense. Um, Deshaun Watson had some flashes against the Titans, but it's been more bad than good for Watson. And for Kenny Pickett, it's almost exclusively been bad. Um, and, and so I, I think, yes, both defenses are good. And Cleveland's could be, like, historically good. But... I just don't think that these teams have the offenses to keep this going through a 17-week season and in the postseason. So I am selling what the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns are currently putting out there. Um, Detroit at 2-1. and one. I, I just, there isn't a part of their game that I trust, right? Like, I, I do not buy what this team can do week in, week out offensively. And I do not buy what this team is defensively. Like, I, I just, look. This is probably coming off a bit too harsh. I just still don't see this as a playoff team right now. I think that they are a piece away on both offense and defense. And maybe the piece on offense is Jamison Williams. And he comes back in week six and is finally the guy that we thought he was going to be a couple of years ago. But the, the defense just isn't it, in my opinion. They had a smart game plan against Detroit. But when a team isn't so obviously limited in one area, I wonder how they're going to, to do. Um, speaking of the team that's limited in one area, Atlanta. And this one's tough because I think um, they have all the pieces there except for quarterback. But the quarterback is a major, major hindrance. Like, it is so clear that this kid isn't it for quarterback for the Falcons. And it's so clear that the rest of the offense 
and the rest of the team kind of is. Like, defensively, I think they're fine. Um, and then you, you look at Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts and how underutilized those last two are. I, I think this is an Atlanta team that could clearly be the best in this division if they could just get the quarterback right. Um, I'm also selling Arizona at one and two. Um, look, this isn't a great football team, but with Kyler Murray potentially coming back, they have not just folded up shop. Um, so while I, again, I don't think they're great, but I am not going to believe that this is going to be a, I, I don't think Arizona ends up getting the first pick overall in, in this year's draft. I'm also selling one and two from the Rams. Um, offensively, this team has been clicking a little bit. They had a bit of a stumble on Monday night. Um, but there, there's still some talent on the defensive side of the football as well. I think this team could be right around 500 at the end of the year, make some noise to get into the playoffs in the NFC. So I am selling a lot of what I was buying with the Rams to start the year. On the buying side, uh, Miami at 3-0. and They're legit. I 100% believe what Miami is selling. Um, I think we have only scratched the surface with what this team can do defensively and offensively. I don't know how you defend them because, okay, yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll back up everyone and we, we won't let Tyreek Hill beat us over the top. A, you don't get the guys to stop him from doing it. B, Tua gets the ball out so quick that if you want to do underneath stuff, he will kill you. That's almost, that was a weird bug that just flew by. He is almost perfectly set up for you to, to back off. Um, it's it just the rest of this offense would lead you to believe that he should just be throwing the ball over the yard. And if you want to back off so much, they have Mostert and A-Chain and Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back that can pick you apart on the ground. Um, like they put up 70 without Jalen Waddle. If you take a Jalen Waddle caliber player away from a lot of other teams in the NFL, they had struggle getting to 20. If they put up 70. They're legit. New England at one and two. I am absolutely buying this. Mac Jones is not it. I have been saying it from day one that that was a, a reach for a Patriots team desperate for a quarterback, and he has not done anything to prove me wrong so far. They don't have the weapons around him. Defensively, they're fine, but th this team does not have the offense to keep pace with the high-powered teams in the AFC, so the fall will continue in New England. I'm buying one and two from Jacksonville. Um, this team at no point this year has looked like the title contender that some thought they would progress into being in, at this point in Trevor Lawrence's journey. Lawrence has looked okay, but Calvin Ridley, after a baller week one, has taken a significant step back in weeks two and three. No one else has really stepped up around, and the defense has shown some vulnerabilities at times. So um, the, the AFC South is right there for anyone to take, and Jacksonville doesn't feel like they're going to be the ones to do that. I am 100% buying into Denver. It's funny what, what's happened with, with Denver this last week. They The defense puts, uh, allows 70, and everyone's like, yeah, fucking Russell Wilson, man. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, he, he didn't play great, but defense gave up 70, and it's the quarterback's fault? Like, there's probably some of it in there, but dog, um, this is just a bad football team. Um... Quarterback sucks. The defense, I had screaming from the mountaintops all preseason. This defense is not what it was a year ago. Um, the, the heart and soul of that defense, they traded at the deadline last year. And while they were able to, to kind of grind their way through, that ain't this year. That This team is bad, real bad. And so 0-3, yeah, I'm buying it from Denver. Uh, Philadelphia at 3-0. Again, they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. They are every bit uh, a 3-0 football team. And they're... They're just getting better. I'm buying two and one from Green Bay. I am buying this good start from the Packers. Um, Jordan Love still has a bit of work to do, for sure. But 
they have some strong young weapons offensively. They've they would be three and zero if they didn't have a ton of injuries um, on both sides of the ball in that Atlanta game. Aaron Jones is coming back for them this week. That is another strong weapon. I would argue their best weapon coming back into the fold. So I think that this is a team that is only going to go up from here. So I am buying this good start from Green Bay. I'm also buying the good start from Chicago. While I, I was I feel like I was right on a few things in the NFL, I was wrong on the Bears. I thought that this was going to be an offense that thrived and they haven't it has been putrid so far in Chicago and you thought coming off of the week that they had in the media that there would be a a bounce back this week Uh -uh. didn't happen that was a pathetic showing from Chicago and so I'm buying an 0-3 start from them Um, and I'm buying the rest of the NFC South we sold on Atlanta but I am buying what um, New Orleans is putting out just based on that defense alone that that defense the way Dennis Allen is coaching him up is going to be enough to keep them around in the NFC. Um, and we, we talked about it before. I'm buying Tampa Bay's good start. Are they Philadelphia? No. But um, Baker Mayfield has this offense going in the right direction, and the defense is average. So th- this is a Tampa Bay team that I think is going to absolutely be in the conversation all season long at um, atop the, the NFC South. And at the bottom of the NFC South, it is the Carolina Panthers at 0-3. This is a bad football team. Um, Adam Thielen had a resurgence. That's great. They... Like, but that's it. Um, quarterbacking some issues, we'll say, with Bryce Young so far, um, or Andy Dalton or whoever. But the the defense is fine, but they're they're getting kind of shit kicked now as well. Um, that there just isn't a redeeming quality about this football team that would make you feel like, oh yeah, no 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 no, this team has got it. So that that's a, a bit of the starts that I'm buying and selling from the NFL so far this season. into baseball and it has been an abysmal last couple of days for the Toronto Blue Jays um coming off of a great series win over the Tampa Bay Rays over the weekend um it's now fallen off again and this team has gone scoreless in the last 18 innings last night that they were facing Garrett Cole that that's gonna happen Michael King is, is fine but once again with a chance to really seal things away the Blue Jays just fall apart um, their magic number is still three after a, a Mariners loss last night that this is still probably a playoff team um, but this offense, like th- th- this whole scuttling thing needs to stop immediately. That This is a big problem for the Blue Jays because look, like Garrett Cole is really good. You're going to be facing a lot of really good pitchers coming up here in the postseason if you're planning on getting that far. Tampa Bay maybe doesn't necessarily have the horses they used to, um, but Minnesota, like everyone's talking about, you'd rather face Minnesota than, than Tampa Bay. Careful what you wish for, because they, they got a couple of arms that are going to be some problems. And then potentially, you'd be facing Houston. They have a few arms, that would be some problems. And if you you got past that, it, maybe it's Baltimore, who admittedly doesn't. But then, if you get past them and get to the World Series, the Braves have like eight pitchers who are going to give you a problem. This is an offense that all season long has shown an inability to really generate a whole lot. And now it is coming up at the worst possible time. So we will see if tonight is a, a get-right game. But what we said after the, the sweep against the Rangers that I wasn't going to fully buy in on the Blue Jays for the rest of the regular season, and I, I am still not. This is still probably going to be a playoff team, but man, oh man, does this offense need to get things figured out right away. And at this point in the season, it's probably just not going to happen. So that's going to do it for the show. Uh, thank you all so much 
for tuning in. Um, please remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. You can also search out Couch Potato Diary. We're on Facebook. Coming up, um, we will see. The voice is starting to go on me a little bit um, as we continue to, to recover. But over the next few days, we will have NFL Power Rankings, um, some NFL storylines that, that have kind of jumped out from the, the past week, and then we're going to have a Fights in Football Friday, and a Chell Preview is going to continue on that show as well. And then when we get to the, the fights and the football, Canelo Alvarez is fighting this weekend. It's a big deal. Um, we'll have NFL picks. We'll have CFL picks. So a lot coming up here over the next little bit. Stick with us. Stick with me while my, my voice starts to, to slowly recover, and I will talk to you all, hopefully, later.